Hey, Koinonia family, welcome back to the Sunday Morning Message Library. Today's message is from Vision Sunday, where Pastor Brian shares our focus for the coming year. During the message, he said this, This year, we are going to dive deep into the Word of God as our foundation of truth and look at it through the lens of Jesus. As you listen to today's message, I pray that the Holy Spirit is working in your heart to sharpen your focus on God's Word this year. Enjoy the message. Church, I'm excited to be here with you. It's been an amazing week, all week long, and it comes together for us gathering as one community in different houses, in different cities, towns, but we're gathering together as one in the name of Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior. Are you with me? It has truly been an amazing week, as Rebecca and I both referred to because of the prayer that has been ongoing. And and there's also been what we have called our week of prayer and fasting. And I have to say, this year has been one of my most enjoyable experiences of taking a week to pray and fast. And I believe it's big part of it is due to connecting with a number of you online. As Rebecca said, we had prayer times in the morning at 7 a.m., at noon hour, at 8 o'clock at night. And And it was, we were home, so it was easy to take some time and gather. And it was so encouraging to listen in, just to be there and listen to other people's faith, pray out and believe, to hear other people reading out the word and declaring truth. And that truly inspired me. So thank you to those of you who joined together and encouraged me this year in praying together. And I think another part of what was so exciting this year was hearing in real-time answers to prayer. People were reporting, this is what God is doing today. This is what I'm already experiencing this week. And we are going to find ways to, uh, to report those praises back to you. But here's one. There was a leader who went into this week uh, praying and anticipating that God would speak and that she would see God uh, answer prayer. And so she was new in her position at work. And she was tasked with the job in a, in a new way to coordinate between mentors and people who wanted to be mentored. And so she was trying to find, how do I do this? I'm new, and what will the, how will the people receive me? And will they connect with me? And will they be able to follow my lead? And so she just prayed and said, God, I need creative ideas effectively. And, and right away, like, we need this now. And she said right within the first two days of the week, God gave her a new idea of how to encourage the mentors. And then she passed that on to those who wanted to receive. And she said she saw partnerships and relationships establishing faster than than is typical and normal. That's the way God works when he answers the prayers we posture ourselves and and are ready to listen. So if you have praise reports from this past week, I encourage you to go to kcf forward slash kcf.life forward slash prayer. And you can not only record new prayer requests, but there's a box there and you can fill in praise reports and let us know how God is working and answering prayers among us. I needed this week of prayer. I I share that with you because I, I felt the weight of it. I felt the weight of coming into a new year and it doesn't seem like the changes have happened that we want to happen. Seems like there's more chaos than before this year. And we think, how is that even possible? But I needed this year because prayer lifts my spirit. When I pray, I can feel God just drawing me up and taking the weight off. 
when I listen to other people pray, I, I, I just get ramped up and I want to say yes, yes, and agree. And, and that's what prayer does. It lifts your spirit. You know what else lifts our spirits is a little bit of humor. And though this past year had lots of weight and heaviness to it, some church humor started to come out a little bit, and it was often found in church signs. Check out these church signs that were posted. Maybe you saw some of them through the year. This is a typical message, isn't it? Live, love, laugh, and then, of course, they added Lysol in there. (laughs) Then you could see this church sign. Take care of each other. Share toilet paper. Oh, yeah, and pray. (laughs) Don't forget to pray in there as you take care of each other. Well, this next church had toilet paper covered. Look what they said. Join us on Sunday. We have Jesus and toilet paper. But also note the name of the church, Rescue United Mission. (laughs) If ever you need rescuing, Jesus and toilet paper will take care of whatever rescue is involved with that. And then there were more when it came to Easter. There was this church saying, Grace Church, wasn't expecting to give up this much for Lent. (laughs) So true, right? We gave up a lot this past year. And of course then, this sign that was posted on social media, it's a missed opportunity. If your pastor doesn't preach this on Sunday, hindsight is 2020. (laughs) Well, here we are in 2021, And hindsight is behind us. We're looking back, and we're not going to cancel and delete it, but we're going to look forward and say, God, by faith, we're looking forward to what do you have in store for us in this new year? Koinonia, today is Vision Sunday. It is a Sunday where we have been coming, where we come together to say, God, you've given us vision for this year. And I believe that Koinonia's leadership has strategically and, and very effectively postured Vision Sunday right after the week of prayer and fasting. Because we take that week to focus in and say, God, just cement in our hearts. Make it clear for us where our focus is to be on you for this upcoming year. And that was a bit about what this past week was, was involved. And so we come to today, Vision Sunday, And I want you to know that as we've been praying and asking God for clarity for this year, some of our team members, I was included, we took two days early in the year to just pray and to to talk about the word and to press into it and to seek God's plan for where does he want us to focus on on his word this year. And this is what we came away with. We came away that we are to focus on something that does not change. This year, we are going to focus on the Word of God. The Word of God hasn't changed. And so we're going to stay focused on God's Word this year. Uh, the Word isn't new to us. The written Word, it's, we've been having it in our hands our whole lifetimes. Our generation definitely has. And I could tell you all about the books that make up this book, the Bible. I could tell you about how many authors there were. I could tell you about the different languages it was originally written in. But what I want you to focus on and know today is that the entirety of this book focuses in on a very clear message from God for every one of us. His word speaks to us a message that he wants us to receive. 
And so we're going to focus on his word for this entire year. Not a new surprise, but I'm going to unpack some of the reasons why. Firstly, let me tell you about 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. This is one of my favorite verses that speaks about the word of God. It starts like this. All scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is God-breathed. Can you just picture that? All scripture, it's like God was just breathing into the word that he wanted us on the wor- in the world to receive and absorb from him. That message that he has for us actually came from his, his breath, his heart to us. I encourage you today to read the rest of this verse, but I want you to know that God has divinely inspired a message for us to receive, to know, and to live by. It is found in what we call the Old Testament, the first half of the, of the Bible. It is found in the law. It's found in the message of the prophets. It's found in wisdom literature. The message from God is actually found in the second half, what we call the New Testament. It's found in the good news about Jesus Christ. It's found in the letters the the apostles write to the churches that they were serving within. God's message is very clear and he brings it out of his word for every one of us. Sometimes people find the word of God confusing and challenging to understand. But there's hope for us all. Because through grace, the message of God becomes real to us. We can see his message through the grace of Jesus Christ. And so this year... We, on Vision Sunday, are going to stay focused on something very clear. We are going to dive deep into the Word of God as our foundation of truth and look at it through the lens or the life of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to do this year. We're going to dig deep into the Word, God's Word. His spoken Word is written Word. Because it truly is a foundation for us to hang on to. And we're going to look at the word through the lens and life of Jesus Christ. That's what this year is going to be about. Do you want some examples of what's coming? (laughs) Well, I'm going to give them to you anyway. Next week, Pastor Nathan's going to start us off in the book of James. And we're going to do some exegetical study in the word of God. That means we're going to go sentence by sentence, uh, verse by verse. Sometimes we're going to go word by word, looking at its context and its insight and its application for us. What did it mean in its current time? And you may be familiar with the book of James and think, well, it's a book about doing and, and works of faith. And how does that apply to us in a way where Jesus has set us free? We're going to actually take time to look at the book of James and the teaching that James brought, because James was the half-brother of Jesus. And so if anyone was up and close with Jesus to see what he agreed with and what he disagreed with, it would be a brother, right? Or a sister. And we're going to look through the eyes of Jesus to see what, sorry, through the eyes of James to see what Jesus was actually talking about. That's going to prepare us for Easter, Because as we get ready for Easter, we're going to press into what the prophets said and predicted 
proclaimed about Jesus Christ. There's many prophecies that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the only eternal king of heaven. And we're, that's going to take us right into Easter weekend. And after Easter, we're going to sink our teeth into the book of Ephesians because we want to know through the lens of Jesus what was Paul really saying to that church, to that city, to that time period in history. And what of it is this similar to what God wants to speak to us today? So as I share this with you this morning on Vision Sunday, I want to give you four reasons why I believe we are to dig into the Word of God this year, why it is so valuable for us to hang on to, and why we we're going to go there to see God's message through Jesus Christ. You ready? Here's the first one. God gave us his word for a reason. God gave us his word for a reason. And I want to read out to you a scripture verse from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. And I want you to hear what it says about the word of God. This is what it says. For the word of God is living and active. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version this morning. The Word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit, the completeness of a person, and both of joints and marrow, the deeper, deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's the Word of God. I so enjoy unpacking this verse alone, that God's Word is living and active. It's living and powerful. And the Amplified brings out that enhanced meaning. The Word of God is operative. It operates actively in our lives. It's energizing. Have you experienced the word become energizing for you? And it's effective. I'm going to tell us why that is this morning. But as we look at the word and all that it means for us, it says it even, it even goes to penetrating between soul and spirit or between like joint and marrow, the very deepest parts of our, of our nature. And you know, as I graduated as a student out of secondary school, high school, and I was trying to pick my path and direction for the future, where should I, what should I study and where to go to school and what vocation to pursue, what was on my mind was, if this book is truly the Word of God, then I want to study it to know it because I, I want it to not only penetrate my heart right into my soul and spirit, I wanted to, to permeate. I wanted the truth of this book to permeate my entire life and being. And so that is why I began to press in and say, God, what is the reason you've given me your word? And that's where I discovered verses like this one of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It's because the word is alive and active and it's going to change my life. Let me give you the second reason why I believe we're to dig deeper in the word this year. Because God dwells in his word. God dwells in his word. Open to John chapter 1. God dwells in his word. 
John chapter 1, and I'm going to read right from verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He came from God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. In the beginning, John says, John, one of the best friends of Jesus, (laughs) in the beginning, John says, was the Word. Right from the start, the Word existed with God. Meaning, God's purposes, his plans for creation, his desire for relationship, his intention to redeem all mankind with his grace, all of that is within his word, and it was right there from the beginning. Because John said the word was with God, and the word was God. And we're going to see very soon who he's speaking about when he references meaning the word. Because the, verse 3, he said, through him, personal pronoun, through him all things were made. Nothing was made apart from him. That is the word. John reveals who that him is that he's talking about. But can you wrap your mind around this? That the word was with God in the beginning, way back in the beginning. And the Word was God and is God. We're seeing the the Trinity come together in John's reference here. It speaks about, this Word is so cool because it speaks about how God reveals God, the Word reveals God, and at times personifies God. I'm going to tell you more about that in just a moment. But where do your minds go to when you read the words in the beginning? (laughs) Don't they go right to Genesis? Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning. We're going to pick that up in a moment. But first let me give you the third reason I believe we're to dig into the word this year. Is because the word is as old as God. The word is as old as God. If God has a time that you can put on him. But you understand our minds think in time frames, so I'm phrasing it that way for you this morning. The Word is as old as God. And I'm not necessarily talking about the the written Word. What I'm talking about here this morning is I'm referring to the living and active source of truth, which describes not only the Word written, but describes Jesus Christ. The Word living and breathing. For John says in Verse 1, now in verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 14, he says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We know who that is. That's Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one he's referring to as the Word in this first chapter. He's saying Jesus was with God in the beginning. And Jesus is God. And Jesus was involved in creation is what John is pointing toward. So then we also know that when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he was referencing that within him, he carried the fullness of God's plans and his purposes for the past, for the present, and for the future yet to come. 
Let me read it once more. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Jesus was with God. And the Word was God. Jesus was God. He was with God in the beginning. So let's go to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. And read the very first book in our Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty because empty darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. This is what we read about God being present in the beginning. It was God who brought all things into creation. And we read that his Spirit, capital S, was hovering over all the unformed land in that time. His Spirit, and who was with him? His Spirit is made up of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Word, Jesus, was with God, involved in creation in the very beginning. And this is what John is referencing when he starts to introduce Jesus in his gospel in John chapter 1. And this is why I can say that the Word of God, which is the way, the truth, and the life, God's purposes and his plans for creation are as old as God, are as timeless as God, if I put it that way. Because they were with him in the beginning, and he speaks through them still to all of us. If your mind's starting to go, like, how does this all come together? Well, that's because God is, is bigger than us and our thoughts, and his ways are beyond ours. But he brings them down for us to understand, and he actually settles them peacefully in our hearts as we put our faith in him. But let me come to point number four of why we are to dig deeper into the word of God this year. Because the word is for us, and the word is with us. Or I said that backwards. The word is with us, and the word is for us. Let me talk about the history here first. That the word was with us throughout history, up till now for sure. Let me give you some examples of where the word of God shows up in history. Genesis 15, verse 1. Listen to this verse. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. After this, and you got to read what happened before chapter 15. After this, after what? But we're coming into chapter 15. After this, the word of Yahweh, the word of God, came to Abram in a vision. And that vision that God, the word spoke to Abraham or revealed to Abraham was that Abraham was going to have a new covenant relationship with God. That he was soon to give, he and Sarah were soon to give birth to a, their own son, who would be the heir of many generations that were yet to come. And all of this came to Abram through the word of the Lord. Now, let me give you another example. Do you remember uh, Samuel when he was a young boy? His mother had dedicated him to the temple to serve in the temple. And Samuel was being called by God. But actually look at what the verse says, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. <laughs> that verse is not referring to this word of the Lord, the Bible written. This didn't come for another thousand or more years. That's not what it was referring to. 
what this verse is referring to is the presence of God had not yet been revealed. Samuel had not yet seen, revealed, talks about revealing, sight, seeing. Samuel was not yet familiar with the voice of God, what God sounded like, what he looked like, how he could be experienced. But the word of the Lord came to him. As Samuel grew up and became a man and then became a prophet, 1 Samuel 15, 10 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, and he spoke to King Saul. So many times when I read those passages, I used to think, oh, it was just an audible voice that Samuel heard. Or maybe it was writing on a wall, and that's what he saw, and then he picked it up. Or maybe it was a chipped in stone, and he picked it up like Moses. But no, when you actually read the verses, it says the word of the Lord came to him. 1 Kings 6.11 is another example. The word of the Lord came to Solomon and told him how to build the temple of God the great magnificent temple that has never been anything created like it since. You can read about Moses. You can read about Ezekiel, Elijah, Elisha, the word of Yahweh, the word of God, the word of the Lord that is timeless, that is with us and for us, is revealed over and over again. As you go back and read some of these passages, also take note of this. When a prophet said to the people, but you despised the word of the Lord, you rejected the word of the Lord. What that prophet is actually saying is those people turned their back on God and they actually ignored him and, and walked away from him because the word is God, Right? And so, whoa, to those who despised, they weren't just simple instructions or commands. That was actually God's breath and his divinely inspired purposes that they were turning away from. Let me just highlight, as the word of God is with us and for us, let me bring us back to, to the book of John and read this verse 14. Because now we're coming that the word is for us and with us in the future. Well, in this day and age, but also in the future that we now live in and the future yet to come. The word, that is Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That word became flesh alive for us and came and dwelt with us. John is referring to the word who is God and was with God became flesh and dwelt among us. That is Jesus in their midst. And Jesus is the word of God as a person. Did you think the word could actually show up as a person? Well, Jesus personified the word. He revealed the truth and the plans and the ways of God. He even spoke about the law and he said, I'm, I'm not here to abolish it. I'm here to fulfill it. And I don't think we even fully understand yet without the grace of God and God's divine understanding to grasp what that really means. The word became flesh. It became alive for us to see and to experience, for us to put our trust within. The word became flesh. That word was in the beginning, in creation. That word was throughout history. Oh, I didn't even tell you about this example. Do you remember the three Hebrew boys who were put in the furnace because they wouldn't bow down to a false idol image God? 
What did the king say? Wait a second. He said, there's not three, but there's four of them in there. And the fourth one looks like the Son of Man, the Son of God. That was the Word of God, Jesus showing up. All through history, we see the presence of God coming forth. He came as the Son of God to personify God's truth so that in him we might believe all things. And then he died, and you think, oh. But then he died so that we might experience all the fullness of the truth and the purposes and the heart of God. Jesus, the living and breathing word, and the presence of God is with us and is for us. And this is the reason why we as a church community are just going to dig deeper in and study the word of Yahweh, the word of God. And we're going to do it looking right through the life and the lens of Jesus Christ. One of our church elders said it this way as he summarized where our focus is. He said, God wants us to become more deeply rooted in his word because Jesus is the personification of the word. Jesus is where our strength comes from. He invites us to turn to him every day, regardless of what is going on around us or how the world might be changing. When you are thankful, turn to Jesus. When you are exhausted or confused, turn to Jesus. When you're filled with joy because God has broken through and answered a prayer, turn to Jesus. Because the word of God, Jesus, told us the Father was sending to us the Holy Spirit who would work inside of us to bring these truths to full revelation and understanding for us and for those who are around us. Koinonia, are you getting pumped to dig deeper into the word together this year? Come on, I want to hear you. <laughs> if you're excited to press into the word deeper, put it in the chat this morning. Let us know that you are eager to walk by faith and discover this word that is living and active, that is for us, that is in us, that is timeless, that has purpose for our lives. I do believe this year we can trust the Holy Spirit that as we go digging and looking for his truth through Jesus Christ, that what we will experience will be powerful. It will be energizing. It will be effective as God works in our lives. Are you ready for this new year? Let's step into it by faith and embrace the fullness of his truth. And here's how to apply this message this morning as we do. Is first, pray. Just like we've been doing all week long. Or if you hadn't had the opportunity because last week just wasn't the right timing for you, start this week and pray. Pray and ask God to, to take you... In, into his words of truth and bring fresh revelation so you can understand it, just like the young boy Samuel needed to learn. Secondly, read the word. <laughs> Get into the word and either read it or, or find an app where you can play it and listen to it. Let it or or play, find a song that sings the word of God over you. But be in the word of God because it's living and active and God is going to use it to speak into your life. So pray, read, and the third aspect I'm going to encourage you to do is connect with other people about the Word. 
Connect either one-on-one or find a, a group. We've got small groups that you can join that talk about the Word of God. And listen to others, even if you're a new student to the Word or if you're a long-seasoned student of the Word. Take time to listen to how others understand or how God's speaking to them because you might be able to disciple or you might be able to receive as you share together in a group. As we finish this morning, friends, I've invited Rebecca to join me. And we want to pray this message and truth over you for this year because God is taking us into this year. What are you sensing and experiencing as we prep to pray? Is it okay if I just give a word from the Holy Spirit before we pray? Awesome. I just sense this is the word that the Holy Spirit wants us to hear this morning. He's saying to us, his church, do you want the world to see and know me at this time in history? I am preparing you together as a body to grow and know me the word. When you want your kids to grow, don't you feed them and tend to them? Let me feed you and tend to your heart. The issues of the world are not too much for me. I am preparing you to speak to this world and see many come to faith in Jesus Christ. So if last year was all about perspective, I believe this year is about posturing. So let's, let's go to prayer and posture ourselves Amen. to be fed by him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank Amen. you for your word, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, yeah. that you make the word known to us. Yes, you do. And today, as your church, we posture ourselves before you. Our hands are open. Open your hands, church. That's how we receive. Our hands are open to learn, to grow, to be stretched, to be fed by you, the word, Jesus Christ. So we can be more prepared this year than ever to share your word with the people around us, to see more people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Father, so we ask that you would show us how to posture ourselves before the word on a regular occurrence? How are we to posture ourselves before your written word regularly? How are we to posture ourselves through your word that took on flesh, Jesus? How are we to posture ourselves before your timeless message of truth for us? For we want to step into that this year, God. We look forward to what you have in store. We thank you for Jesus, for he is our everything. And we know you're going to lead us into this year through the heart and the lens and our faith in Jesus Christ. And the church said, amen. Amen. So be it. Church, be blessed in this new vision for us for this year. Amen.